You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you struggling to build your reach, to build your reputation and the relationships and also your leads here on LinkedIn? Well, if you've answered yes, or you just don't really feel what you're doing is giving you the ROI that you want, then stick around because today, we're having something a little bit different on Industry Thought Leader Podcast. We are running a masterclass. We are going to dive deep into the topic of all things LinkedIn. And I could not think of anyone better to ask to share her knowledge and insights on LinkedIn than Carmen Williams. She's rocking it on LinkedIn. So she is going to share some great, great strategies today, including why most people do LinkedIn wrong and what you need to have in place to get it right. She's going to talk about what the best posts are, when and how to post them. She's going to talk about how to get as much traction as possible, which includes views and includes inquiries and sales with as little work as possible. How to stand out and be noticed. There's nothing wrong with a bit of attention and how to present yourself on LinkedIn to work out what to sell, especially if you do sell uh, a few things and how to get high, high profile people to reach out and say to you, we need to speak and so much more. Welcome, Carmen. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Look, you really have been rocking it on LinkedIn. And, um, you know, a lot of us have been using LinkedIn and we've been doing posts and making sure that we've got optimum profile and all of that stuff. But we're still getting feedback. You know, we really want to take LinkedIn to the next level. And I've been watching you and you've got such a, an incredible strategy that you've put into place. You're now teaching this to your clients. And we're just going to unpack that uh, today. For those of you who are listening in and watching from LinkedIn and even the recording, unfortunately, the API with LinkedIn won't allow you to type questions. However, if you do have a question that's coming up, leave it in the contact comment section and I'm sure um, Carmen will, will circle back and answer those as well. And at the end, for those of you who are listening on other platforms, because we are now streaming live across six different, five different platforms, um, we'll be able to bring your question in as well. And I've got some questions from uh, my community. So let's dive in, Carmen. Let's dive let's in. Do it. What are most people doing wrong, the wrong thing on LinkedIn? What is this and what do we need to have in place? Yeah, so great question. So one of the things I get really annoyed at is when people say, oh, I've tried LinkedIn, but it didn't work um, because LinkedIn is really powerful. So LinkedIn, if you're selling a B2B product, um, you've got a high deal value and it, you, you can serve at least statewide, LinkedIn will work and um, if you use it properly. So often when people uh, use LinkedIn, what they mean is like their profile's decent. They might share the odd thing. If they're really ambitious, they might post the odd video, but that's all. And they, they expect the business to come to them. And so what I really talk about is a comprehensive strategy that um, it has, happens day in and day out. 
and you um, you develop the strategy, you get support from your team to implement it, um, and then that's when the leads come in. Yes. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all those components today. Yeah, fabulous. So when you're starting off, let, let's just pretend, let's just call her Julie, say. Say Julie has come to you and said, Carmen, um, my profile, I've been told it is good. I'm sharing a little bit of content, but I really want to work with you to, to enhance everything I'm doing. Where would you first start? Yeah. So when Julie comes to me, I'll be asking her lots of questions um, and just making sure her profile really is good because I understand, um, you know, people's brains a little bit. Oh, I can get into your brain. But like I understand what attracts people and, and they and it's people like people. So even though we're selling business to business, it's still people. So you need to show a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah. And we find that the informal type of writing actually works really really well so we make sure that julie's profile is good and then we work out who what julie really wants and who she really wants to attract so julie needs to be really clear on that because otherwise you know we can't develop a comprehensive strategy yeah. um so once julie's got this profile that works then we work out well who does she want to speak to who does she want to connect with so that's her target market and mm -hmm. so then we start connecting her with those people and so you obviously, when you've identified those people, do you find that a lot of people struggle with that identification and that's why a lot of the connections that they have on LinkedIn aren't really going any further into, you know, discussions, inquiries and, and ultimately customers because they haven't clearly defined that yet? Yes. I think there's two things. One is uh, the activity on LinkedIn might not be optimised but also you need to be really clear as well. So I support people to get clear. And then once they're clear, then we can get the activity on LinkedIn that's going to um, occur. So yeah. um, getting really clear and, you know, for some people that might be clients. So you might be looking directly for clients or for some people you might be looking for referral partners. There's yeah. pros and cons to each. It depends on the person and the industry and, you know, all, what you're selling. Um, but we work out what that person's strategy is going to be and then we implement that. So the first step is to start connecting you with the sort of people who you want to be connected with and starting conversations with them. Yeah. Now, I'm sure we have all had those conversations with people, the connections where, hey, you know, I see that we've got um, similar connections as, 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 you know, people that we know. I think it would be great to connect. So we say yes. And then the next moment we get an email trying to sell something that obviously is a, a huge no-no. So what are some things that you would encourage us to consider as, as part of this is what we I call the outreach, where we're connecting with someone strategically, we'll just say maybe a referral partner, someone that we know we can add value to their community, vice versa, and we're looking to build that relationship. What should yeah. what are some things that we could do to nurture that relationship? Yeah, beautiful. So um what what we do is we work out a specific strategy for that person. So that person's appetite for directness um, might vary. And so sometimes I even have to pull them back a little bit and go, I know you're a very direct person, but from my experience, if we go in like that, it's not going to get the outcome you want. So what we do is we start off with a message that shares a little bit about yourself, but also is giving and, and ask um, them to engage. Um, so what I 
what I'm very passionate about is some people shy away from selling. And I think that's a shame because we're all business people. We're all selling. You're selling. I'm selling. Everyone's selling. Um, and we need to own that. But we need to do it in a way that's actually going to get the outcome we want. And we find, once again, that we've got all sorts of scripts and, and um, ways. And once again, we tailor it to the person so that we can um, – get a strategy that's going to suit their character, suit their industry, suit their business and um, suit their appetite for directness as well. Yeah. Now, one of the yeah. things that you said, um, obviously, we, we, we need a great strategy. We need clarity around that. You're saying, you know, in order to build that relationship, that know, like and trust, we obviously need to be providing really valuable content that is going to stand out in front of that particular person who, who we're wanting to, to build engagement with. Let's talk about um, some of the posts. We, I know we're going to share my screen in a moment and show some of the mm. posts that you're doing that's really being leveraged well. But firstly, you know, give us some feedback because I know one of the questions that I've been asked, you know, what are the best times, what are the best days, when and how to post them. I know this is something that you're wanting to to speak a little bit into. Yeah. So what yeah, are the best posts and when and how to post them would be great. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And so I guess there's just one other thing I'd like to say about the reaching out to people. If you use LinkedIn Sales Navigator, which is a tool that LinkedIn um, sell you, um, yeah. you can actually find your people and reach out to 100 people a day. So um, I'm an all-in sort of person. <laughs> I like working with all these sort of people. So you can reach out to a lot of people each day and really accelerate your results. So once you're connected to all these people who are in your target market, then, like you said, you design content that's relevant to them. Okay. I'm a big fan of video um, and I think video is a great way for people to really build the know, like and trust. So I get people, um, I, I walked... <laughs> I walked in a few networking, uh, Christmas networking things lately, and I haven't been networking for ages, and I get people who I don't recognise. They feel like they know me because they see me on video. Yes. So then other two types of posts um, are text posts, which I do a little bit of, but Maureen Power, my business partner, she's better because she's a better writer than me. Um, yes. That gets more views and quite a lot of traction. And then the other type of post is a picture post with the writing. Right. So Amory's going to go through. So if you have a look about. Um, so this the, is a the post, post here, isn't it? That you've created. Yep. So you can see that um, this one here that you can see is a video post, um, a picture post with some text. Um, that that one got over 3,000 views. So if you they get more views if you don't use video, but I think video is, goes deeper, if you know what I mean, in terms of impacting people. So that's a picture post. So then if we have a look at another one. This so is this one, one is, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this is a video post. And this is one I've actually did on um, Zoom because Marlon isn't in the same location as me. Um, and so what I do is I just record it on Zoom or whatever software people have. Um, I save it to the cloud and then my team just cut it up and post it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's then, a video post. So if we scroll down, I think there's um this one is an article. So articles aren't going to get you much reach. So this so far has had like 100 views. Um, but it it's really important to have like one article on your profile because when someone goes and stalks you on the profile, they see one article. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to have an article there for people to really get to know me. 
Yeah. So then um, if you scroll down, then I've just got a random video there of me saying, oh, like, you know, I love looking at trees and I get to be able to do that because I've got my team supporting me. Yeah. And then the one below that is a video of me. It was like a topical video that day. So usually I put captions on the bottom of my videos because it just means people can watch it if they're on the train or the toilet or wherever they are without the sound on. But with this one, I just felt it was important to get it up that day. And so I didn't wait to be able to get captions on it. So you can, you can play with it. So yeah. they're the sort of posts you can put up. Yeah, and then so we'll go the back in with some images and just some text and things like that. Um, and, and I noticed that you have got a lot of comments and views, whereas, you know, you see sometimes you post something and you think, this is going to go viral and crickets. So what, yeah. what are, let's talk about the component of a good um, post because you've mentioned that there are different posts. There are posts just with text. There's text and video, text and, and an image, um, those kind of things. But what considerations do we need to include to make sure that when we do post, people are going to go, wow, love this content, yeah. like it, share it and, and comment on it? Yeah. So I guess um, let's talk about each type of post in, in sequence. So the first post, uh, videos, um, they're usually a minute, maybe two minutes. And um, I don't start with, hi, I'm Carmen Williams. I'm from Global Teams because people are like, next. And so I start off like with that hook of like, I'm really annoyed today or I get excited when or what do you think about this? You know, that hook to get people interested and watching it. The videos are then structured in a way so you've got the hook, you've got the point and the story or the story and the point. They can go either way. And then you've got the out. So, which is, so the next time you um, walk into a networking event, people say, well, you know, just think it's probably got something to do with LinkedIn or whatever the, the outcome is. So you've got the hook, the outro, and you've got the story and the point, which can be combined. So that's like the anatomy of a video post. Yeah. And yeah. Um, video, like I know there's probably lots of people watching going, oh, my goodness, that's freaky, um, but it's worth feeling the fear. Um, and if you need to get support, go and get support because you you really need to get on video yeah so, so that's a video post so then you've got a written post and when you think about a written post you think that um on linkedin you can only see i think like the first four lines so you have to have something juicy in the first four lines and then people can press the c more so with yeah. the written post what i suggest is a sentence max two sentences and then you have that space in between it just makes it easier for people to read because otherwise they're you know i i had a saw an interesting post the other day by someone and it was just this big block of writing and i'm like you're an interesting person but it's really hard to read come on, come on you could do it because it was just um you just need to make it really easy for people to read it now with your pictures I need to tell you that you need to be in the picture because it's all about personal branding. Um, so people need to see you. Don't have pictures. Don't do stock pictures. Like it has to have you in the picture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, just something yeah. that I noticed on the video post here, uh, I know that some people who are going to be listening today um, may not be watching the video because we are also streaming this live and watching video. So if you're not yet connected with me on LinkedIn or Carmen, we will share how to do that at the end of the show because this is uh, so I notice that you've got a little bit of a post again that sentence that you talked about and when I clicked you know see more um, you, you're tagging the person and then you've got some hashtags it's important
important to give some context, isn't it? Even if you are sharing a video or an image, um, just to provide a bit of the story, because some people re will read the story first or the text first before they watch the video. So that's got to be really compelling too, yes? Yeah, so it's a bit of a balance. Um, how much do you how much information do you put there? Now, if you put the entire video, people are unlikely to watch it. Mm -hmm. um, which be okay because they're still getting the point but you know people like people once they or, or decide they don't like them but you know they, they they you need to get people in those camps so I always want people to watch the video so we try and design or my team design captions that are going to entice people to watch it you yeah. can also um, just have a little teaser actually on the video so I think at the start of this video they probably had um, what what I forget what it's called a tile thing anyway whatever but mm. like a little a teaser on the start of the video as well yeah. so um there's a few things you can do to get people going oh it's coming on about today yeah and i love the way that you you ask that question we do that even in the you know the podcasting space too you know what's your notion about installing a monitoring tool to check your virtual assistant yay or nay so what that instantly does is i don't know what isn't a monitoring tool what is it i don't know yay or nay and that yeah. would compel me then to, to go and, and watch that. Now, there was a question that came up around the hashtags, and I noticed that you've got a number of hashtags there. Is Are there too many hashtags, not enough hashtags? What are you doing with a hashtag strategy? So the short answer is I don't know. There's some things out there, some people that say on LinkedIn you should have three, or some people say you should have more. I sort of just let the, you know, LinkedIn gurus argue that out and I'll I'll just do whatever the answer is. So um, I guess what separates me from other LinkedIn people is I don't get down into the detail. I'm, I'm focused on what's working. And so I've, I've experimented with three, I've experimented with 10. I, I don't feel my reach has changed. So I'm just going with one. And then as the information changes or as LinkedIn changes, I will then just change that as well. Yeah. So, what I love about yeah. how you approach that is that that's the same for, for all of us business. I mean, when a, one of the questions was, you know, how many posts per day, but what are the best times for posting in days? I mean, really, we need to try, don't we? Because our audience is going to be very different from someone else's audience, depending on where you are. Like I know I've got a lot of followers from the US. So when I'm posting mm. in my time zone, which is Melbourne, Australia, they may not necessarily see that. So maybe I should post later. So these are all things that we need to to try out um, but it, it, and it's one of those things try it out and if it's working then continue to do it because yeah. One so I think trial and, yeah, yeah definitely trial and error so I think you post when you can get the most comments um, and at the start I was asking neighbors and ex-boyfriends to comment on my posts and all sorts of things because what we know is the more traction you get the sooner the more likely your post is to get views so yeah. um, just getting started like go and ask those people to comment um, and you know your best time might be two in the morning that that might be when you get the most comments so um, that's when you should post when you get the most yeah. traction yeah fantastic mm -hmm. Fantastic. Let's talk about, so are there any other things that we want to talk about on, on the posts that we need um, to know? Or should we move on to getting the best traction? We've already obviously yeah. mentioned a few of those things. but So I think the other thing about the posts is, especially around video, people say, sometimes people get a bit, um, 
like concerned because it's like, well, I'm not a video editor. I'm, you know, I can't make it look beautiful. Oh, I need to lose like 20 kilos or, you know, there's there's all sorts of stories and, and I've run through all of them myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess if you want something bad enough, so if you want to get people to know you so that they can come to you and um, perhaps become clients or referrers, then you're going to do it. And I encourage people that if you're just sitting on the fence with video, like either do it or go get support so you can do it. But but you really need to do it. Um, I think with video, um, well, I know that with video, it's raw videos that get the most traction. Mm. So people's brains just work in such a way that if you have something that's too slick and too beautiful, then people just turn off and go, oh, she's to me um, but if you just have someone there holding a selfie stick like five dollar selfie stick from Kmart seriously like that's all you need and your phone um, to actually do do a, a good video yeah. so um, some people then say to me but I'm a professional Carmen and I sell to I'm like everyone's brains work the same dude so mm-hmm. it, it's that raw stuff that works so I had a potential client and I went to him and I said you know that he, he's very attractive man and he had some very beautiful videos on LinkedIn and I said, you know, that video that you did two weeks ago, holding your phone out, he didn't even have a selfie stick, holding your phone out in an underground car park, I reckon that got more traction than anything else. And he had a look and he's like, yep, it's three times as much. Yeah, it's interesting, it's isn't it? Like, that that yeah, yeah. And so what that really shows you is that particularly on, on video, we don't need to, to be, you know, um, I can't even think of a producer's name of video, Steven Spielberg or, you know, someone yeah. like that. It's just, but obviously you've got to have valuable content using the, stru- the structure that you, you know, the hook, so the outro obviously, and then some compelling content in, the, in, in between. Let's talk about number of posts. How many posts are you doing a day? Yeah. So the common um, thought out there is that you should post once a day. But saying that, once again, like Gary Vee's posting like three or four times a day, um, but he's got a very engaged audience. Um, And then I know some people who are like, swear hands down that you need to post 30 days in a row and that does something to the algorithm. But you know what? Like I post Monday to Friday because that's when my team work. I don't actually post myself. I can't remember the last time I posted. And I don't want them to have to come in on the weekend. So I just post Monday to Friday, um, you know, four to five times a week and and just once a day. And so I find that that works really well. Um, When I'm getting people started, I might start with two, maybe three times a week and then we increase it. As the number of connections increase, as they become more confident, as they start to realise, Carmen, there's content everywhere. Because yeah. at the start, it's like really difficult to produce content. But then every discussion you have with any client or prospect or any aha moment you have driving in the car, it all becomes content. Yeah. What I love about that too is that it's really starting where you're at and with what you have. And, you know, if once a day is is far too many for you, then focus on creating good quality content that's valuable, that's not too overproduced so that people switch off, but that really is going to make the the best impact. Um, What time, just out of interest, do you post? Do you find that there's a better time for you? No, because um, we, uh, I've got people like we we um get engagement in the first hour and so my team usually post in the morning um but it just depends on what's happening if if 
you know, something's happened, they can post in the afternoon and get really good traction as well. Yes, so um, it's all around when you can get the most engagement. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess you know, to the question of can you can you post too many times a day? I think in the moment, you know, when you think about the algorithm and things like that, a lot of people aren't seeing your post anyway. And if it's good quality content, then uh, you know, obviously, if it is found, you're going to provide value. But yeah. you need to find uh, you know a, a, a method um, to build momentum that fits in with with your style and and what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, so we've we've got some okay. really good strategies on posts. Yeah, yeah. do I want to? Share some more. So a few months ago, because uh, I'm a scientist, so I'm always testing things, and we manage like 25 LinkedIn accounts. So I get to do lots of experiments. Yeah. Um, and so I tested, you know, what happens when you post content and then you post content later that day. And so what we found, and this was a few months ago, so it might have changed now, and maybe I should do the experiment again. I experiment on myself first. So if you see weird stuff happening, it's me doing experiments. Um, so what I found then was that uh, the new post started getting traction and the old posts pretty much stopped uh, getting views and likes. So that's what happened a few months ago, but the algorithm's always changing, so I wouldn't, you know. I've seen together. that too. If you if you've posted something and it's still getting traction and, and you know that it's a hot topic, hold off on posting something else because then obviously that new post is going to get, um, yeah, yeah. the most attention so and that's a good problem to have if you've got a lot of of, of a lot of that yeah. someone is just starting Carmen and they've got a great strategy with posts the content is great we talk back to Julie but she hasn't really gotten this engaged community yet what are some things that we can start to do to help build that traction including views inquiries yeah. and sales with as little work as possible yeah, cool. So on LinkedIn, all this stuff I'm saying takes time. So when I say uh, a little, a little, as little work as possible, what I'm actually in indicating is that you really need a virtual assistant to be able to support you with this so that you can actually have the conversations with your leads, um, have, you know, build those relationships while all this other stuff is working without you. Now, I've got a little secret. The business doesn't happen in the post. The business happens in the messages. Wow. So, um, Sorry, I, yeah. <laughs> I know, so you look at people, like I've met some LinkedIn celebrities, you might say, um, who are getting amazing likes and comments more than me and then I meet with them and I like, you know, I'm always interested in business models, how's it going, and then I quickly realise, hang on, they're not actually making money. So um, to make money, you actually need to engage people in the messages as well. So there's a number of different ways to do that, but it's in the messages that you get sales. Now, it's because they've seen your content and because they, you know, decide that they like you or some people decide they don't like you as well, It's but it's because of that that they're going to respond to your messages and they're going to engage with your messages, but the sales happen in the messages. So the irony of all this and all those LinkedIn experts out there is that you can't actually see really what's happening because it's behind the scenes. Yeah, I love what you've just said because I say that about podcasts too. You can have a million downloads of your podcast. Who cares if people aren't buying from you? And and like yeah. I would rather have a hundred listens or a thousand listens than a million. So when you see all of those people posting and oh, I'm on, you know the the news and you know new and noteworthy or whatever, who cares? Um, are you building real income from the strategy? All right. And this is really, I think, where it circles back to what you were talking about in having strategic messages that is not, hey, buy my stuff, 
um, mm. but rather really nurtures that relationship. And as you say, great content starts, you know, on the, the front side, but the back side where the real relationships and the real inquiries and, and opportunities and business happens in, in the message. What are some things that are working really well? Give us a, maybe for Julie, we're thinking of a strategy that she wants to build an alliance with someone who's in her space that's going to get her out in front of a lot of her ideal clients. What would be a couple of examples of some messages that she could send to build that relationship with that new connection? Yeah, So, and that's a great question. So the whole... Um, we're playing a game with LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is trying to get people to stay on LinkedIn and we're trying to get people off LinkedIn. So you can get people off LinkedIn in a number of ways. You can invite them to be on your podcast and you can create the know, like and trust by, you know, showing that they're an, an expert in their field. Um, and or you can invite them to an event where you share your insights um, and and engage them and actually make an offer to them. You can provide them with resources. So I know people that, you know, send, you know, PDF documents or um, video series or all sorts of things and resources to them. Um, so it's all about developing a strategy that you think is going to work for you. So we, we can anticipate what we think is going to work for different people because we've done it in all different settings, but it is still trial and error. Now, this stuff, once again, takes time. Like if you're going to send out messages to a whole heap of people, it takes time. So you develop the strategy, you get someone else to implement it, and then you respond to the comments. Yeah. So one of our big strategies, I mean, you can talk to the podcast one, I'm sure. One of our big strategies is events. So we, um, Maureen Pound and I, if I don't say so myself, we've got a lot to say and we're very entertaining and I think we're really valuable. So we actually invite people to events where they get to come and learn from us. And, yeah, we do make an offer at the event, and um, but a lot of people, you know, some people will take us up on it and other people will get value. And at the event, it's like three hours of being like, drenched in Maureen and Carmen if you're gonna love us you're gonna love us even more and so they're they're off LinkedIn but the beauty of it is that whole remarketing thing they come back to LinkedIn and they see us again yeah, I love that. And, and and thank you for sharing that because so often, you know, everybody's working really hard, sharing great content, thinking, why isn't this working? Because they've only got half the formula, the second half of the formula. And that's so true. Yeah. And you're building this community of people who know, like, and trust you. And, and uh, I heard this statistic just not so long ago where it was, and it's similar to what you're talking about. You do live events. Uh, th this particular person did um, online events, so similar, so, you know, doing some challenges. And she was saying that when you run that challenge, the, say, the first couple of times, the more you do that, and I'd love to ask your your um, feedback on this, the more events you have, and sometimes people come for a second time, and then maybe a third yeah. time, but it increases, your, uh, your conversion rate increases over time because of the fact that they've seen you multiple times. So have you found that to be true too with the in-person events? Yeah, so um, we've run events on a number of different topics. And so um, Maureen and I affectionately call them groupies. So we've had people come to like five events um, and the conversion rate increases, I think, for two reasons. One is because they've spent, you know, at that stage, uh, what, five times three, 15 hours with you. But also it, it increases because Maureen and I get better at 
doing it. We get better at um, it's You have to be brave to make an offer at an event. You have to be brave to like um, work out how to structure what works. So we're also getting better at, at that as well. And you want to know a secret? Oh, yes. Share away. Our sales, well, at least at least an even number of our sales happen from inviting people to events. Yeah. Wow. So we make so sales just getting receiving an invitation from someone then p- paves the way for you to have an opportunity yes. to, to have a sales conversation. Amazing. You know what I love about what you have just said? I mean, we, we've heard time and time again, don't sell, don't sell, and, and we don't want to be too pushy too soon. But I think sometimes the pendulum swings the other way, and this is what you've alluded to as well, that we don't want to ask anything and we think that there's this whole you know convoluted A to Z before you actually say to someone, hey, I can support you. So, you know, inviting them to to an event. And, and so tell us a little bit about that structure. Do they have to invest to that event or is it a free event to attend? How does that work? Yeah, so our current methodology is around inviting people to a free event because um, we really want to be able to support people whether they become clients or not. So we get, you know, 30, 40 people in a room. We're, we're so good at attracting people to events now that people have offered us um, venues for free. So that's pretty cool. Um, and so we just have fun. We share a lot of value. We have fun. And then some people decide to work with us. Also, what we get is we get referral partners from those events as well because any, like all of our services, whether you become a client or you're a referral partner, it's all really high trust. And you need to trust us to look after someone that's going to, if you're going to refer one of your clients to us. So, um, yeah, so we, we get a lot of goodness from events. And the other really cool thing is by asking people to events or, uh, or just reaching out to people is you can aim for what you want. So we can go, oh, you know, we want, um, you know, five new clients. But we get goodness that you never expected. So you get all sorts of people reaching out to you and saying, hey, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? And, you know, you just you need to make a call on what, what you want to say yes to. But it's really exciting because people are, it's like this, a small proportion of people get really annoyed and go, don't, you know, spam me and whatever. Um, but it's like the real business people, the real business people, they respect marketing and and it's almost like they go, oh, she's putting herself in there, out there. She must be the real deal. Maybe we can do some work together. Yeah, because if not now, maybe later down the track. And I think, you know, it goes back to the whole premise of our net work is our net worth. So if we know of other people all over the world who are providing exceptional services in certain areas, if we are asked, hey, do you know someone who does X, Y and Z? And we're able to connect those two people, then that's a huge win for us as well because, you know, recommendations can mean an awful uh, amount to, to, to building relationship as well. Okay, so let me recap. You are you are adding yourself or, or sending a request or you or your team are sending a request to 100 people, your ideal clients, ideal connections, whether they are referral partners, um, all of that through the Sales Navigator platform. You're sharing great content. You personally are doing one great post a day. Um, And so then you're also incorporating what we've just talked about, this message strategy. What does that look like? So if you've just connected with someone, 
um, do you immediately invite them to, if, if they're obviously in your country or in your location, to an event? Or would you just reach out to say, hey, what, what does that look like? I'm sure you've got a bit yeah. of a process that so, you follow. So when we connect with someone and they accept, then we just reach out to say, hi, uh, I don't know what my message says at the moment, but something a bit like, hi, I'm Carmen. Um, this is a little about, bit about me. This year I've outsourced my life. I've got 15 VAs. I've been able to go on whole heap of holidays and it's just really cool. Well, what's your latest win at the moment? And so it just invites, it shares a little bit about me, a little bit about what I do, um, but not in a buy my stuff way. Um, and then ask them to share. Like I, I really want to hear from people what, what cool stuff they're doing because I get really excited when I hear about cool stuff. So um, that's what we do. And then with our events, we periodically, like we might, you know, we're, we're I think Maureen and I are setting dates for our events next year in the next couple of days. So we'll then, um, prior to the event, just invite people, say, hey, do you want to come along? Um, and we have, you know, send them to a sales page, we collect their information, um, and then they come to the event. And even if they don't come to the event, we've got their email, we've got their um, their phone number, so we can choose to, like, contact them again or invite them to other stuff through other avenues. Like I said, the aim is to get them off LinkedIn. Yes. So so I wonder, are there restrictions? There's 100 people restrictions to connect, the new connections. Are there restrictions to messaging as well? How many messages that you can send out a day? Yeah. So we, so it's really difficult technically to send out more than a thousand, but there's ways around it. I'm going to say, you know, no more than 20, a thousand. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you you obviously when you say you need a team, you really need when Carmen says you need a team, she means you need a team to be able to do that. <laughs> so how do Yeah, yeah, you need to hire out. And of course, you offer these services. So people are freaking out thinking, I haven't got time to go and locate people and train them up. Yeah. You're, you've got them covered. So that's fine. So so how many messages would you be saying then if you've got a team to support you, what would be the maximum amount of, of messages that you would send out no more than a thousand or would you just go halfway is fine 500 oh, i think the limit's more set by my team resources than linkedin okay good. yeah so we obviously have a whole heap of other things on and in terms of inviting people to events um it's and and also the response so i want to always test something before i do it because so i i've post a couple of months ago I said, do you think this message to this event or this message to this event works better? Be, um, and and all these people responded, including copywriters, and most of the copywriters were wrong. Yeah. Funny, so you that? need to experiment to the, with the stuff. source of your ideal clients. They'll tell you what what's going to aim better. So did you send that, that comparison? Was that out in the open? Was that a piece of content that you shared or did you reach out to people yeah. privately in the message? I, I just shared it as a piece of content because I'm like I just I just find this so curious because I take a scientific approach to it and just test and measure everything that we do, and um, the common theories often with copywriting and and that are just not uh, don't bear like fruit in the real world in terms of like LinkedIn messages. Um, and it's I, I just like it that we can experiment with it. So I guess the message here is if you're going to do it. Um, you know, you can get support to fast track the process by, you know, getting support from someone like me or someone else who's doing it to mm -hmm. go, oh, I reckon if you did this, this might work and, and increase your probability of it. 
but independent of that, you still need to test and measure it. So I wouldn't be sending out a thousand the first time. I'd be testing it. Yeah, because you don't want to be flooded with a thousand responses to say this is just rubbish. So um, yeah, that's that's important. All sorts of things in the messages. So the messages is where the gold is, and Mm -hmm. there's simple things. to to do like we get a lot of people saying they want to speak with us um and we've got ways that we know that if we say this over that then we're more likely to get their phone number and be able to have a conversation with them so it's about um some people come to us and go can you help us with linkedin and we're like well do you have a product do you have do you know how to make a sale can you do that basic stuff because we can you know you can get leads on linkedin if you're clear but you, you know if you can't you know close them so it's all about you know that process as well and so I get my team to support me with that and I just I so what happens is I produce my content and then I've got um I've got meetings in my diary with people that want to do business and the team do everything else so let's just take a step back and just have a look at where you come into to play. So obviously, because some people are thinking, because, oh, you know, my connections, like the messages, to me is like having that one-on-one. And so for, for me kind of thinking, well, if someone is uh, on, speaking on my behalf, what have they, because obviously they've got scripts and things like that. At what stage do you come into the conversation? If there is a response, do you let the team know, look, if there is a response to a specific question that someone's interested in that's when I'll come in what what's that process look like for you so I think each person you just set your own criteria on what parts you want to be involved in so Mm. it depends on what's important to you so my team I've set my criteria and my team tell me through our messaging app if there's something that I need to respond to then or at the end of the day they just go come these are the messages I think you should respond to um but there are standard things like for example if someone just says how much does a VA cost we know that that's not usually a good lead um so I'm not going to invest time in that like they can come back to me but I've got a standard script to to say if someone asks that question this is what you send them so there's some things that you can streamline um but if someone's really engaged with me and having uh, you know wants to actually have a conversation um about doing business together or some opportunities then then it's me um but if someone's just going to write back you know how much does it cost then we've got a standard response for that yeah and of course everybody in business should have an automatic calendar link and so if you've got team i'm sure your team has a response that said great let let book in a time to chat with carmen and she'll explain more if they've identified that hey this is a really good lead and they want a little bit more than you know, that personal connection I love that so I mean we've the, the strategy that you're just talking about I think often is not covered no one really talks about this and this is really where the gold happens the relationships you know I'm, I'm sure you use also platforms such as zoom I mean I know that you capture and record content via zoom so you would have meetings via zoom as well where you're, you're taking those relationships offline yeah. and you know in into that aspect or again of course your your workshops which is uh, fabulous. Let's talk about then um, nothing wrong, you say, with a little bit of attention, how to stand out and be noticed. What are some things that we may not have already spoken about? One question that did come up and you you can answer, I think, now, is it all the strategy that you've just been talking about, which I think is just awesome, would you recommend that someone has a, a, a premium account or can someone do this with a free account too? What are the pros and cons for either free or paid? 
Yeah. So if they want to connect with people in their target market, then I suggest Sales Navigator. You don't want premium, you want Sales Navigator. Um, so that's if you want to connect with people in your target market. If you are if you are messaging people to invite them to events, you also want Sales Navigator. If you're already connected with the people you want to be connected with and you're just posting content, then the free is fine. Mm, fantastic. One question that we did have, and let me just bring that up on the screen here because I think it's uh, um, an important one here. Uh, Lucia Harper said, is there value then in having a business page on, on LinkedIn? Yeah, so everyone needs a business page because on your personal profile, when it has your experience and it says, you know, Carmen Williams, Director of Global Teams, it has that little picture beside um, your experience. So that picture comes from your business profile. Now, your mm -hmm. business profile, um, we we have one, we post content on there, but we're lucky to get 100 views where we get thousands of views on our personal profiles. So I suggest having one, but um, if you've got a limited amount of energy, put your energy into your personal profile. Yeah, but it's nice to have that graphic that's being pulled yeah. across um, from that um, business page. Fantastic. And thanks, Ajia, for asking that question. I, I love that. What are some other things that we can be doing to help us stand out and be noticed? I think consistency is really important too, isn't it? And, yeah, and so, um, yeah, we, we post day in, day out. We're going to take two weeks break over Christmas, so don't miss us too much. Um, but we, we decide it's really important that everyone has has a break, so we're going to do that. And, you know, having support from the team really helps with consistency because there's some days that I'm not even on social media. Um, and it's, it's often, like, because like you said, like, uh, it's a relationships, a conversation, Zoom. I'll often speak to someone in the afternoon and they go, Carmen, I love your post today. I'm like, oh, really? What was it? Um, so, so that's that. And I think sometimes when people think about this sort of strategy, one of the objections they have is, oh, I should be doing it all. And I just really think that that's a shame because What's really important to me is relationships and communication and really building trust in a powerful way. So, um, and I can't do that if I'm doing all of the other stuff myself. So by the time someone gets to speak to me, they get all of me. They, they you know, I'm completely with them. Uh, but I can only do that because I've got that support. So I, I just... I get annoyed when people see that tension between, oh, but Carmen, you should be doing all of the doing. And it's like, no, 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 no. I can't work my genius if I'm doing all of that at the same time. Yeah. I mean, of course, you're having the conversations, but this is right at the front end to the beginning of the conversation where people, you're not even sure whether someone is ready to continue. And then it gets to a certain stage that now you take over and then have that conversation. Thinking, uh, we've already spoken, or you've spoken a little bit around, you know, how to present yourself on LinkedIn to work out what to sell, especially if you do or you sell a, a few things. So obviously with this kind of strategy, you want to have a clear pathway to the profit, yes. if you use that term. Yes. What, are some, what are some issues that often you'll see people not having in place? Let's talk about that a little bit because people could roll this out and still not make any income because they don't have some solid foundations in place. What are some of those things you recommend? Yeah, so I um, I think you need to learn by doing. So even if you don't have everything in place, I think you need to start and learn from it and, you know, sort of build the parachute while you're going. So um, 
I, when I started my business, I was a healthcare consultant. Um, we've got another business around communication. So then I was doing content around communication and now we're focusing on virtual assistants. And some people might say, well, Carmen, that's silly because you've changed direction three times or two times rather. Um, but the thing is people follow you because they, people, um, know, like, trust me, they follow me. So now a lot of the people that I'm working with, uh, with virtual assistants are from the healthcare space. So um, I don't think you need to have things sorted. I don't completely sorted. You don't need to have your whole plans for the next 10 years. Um, you just need to really get started. And I think as you do stuff, you become better and better. So I remember I was on the phone to Maureen, my now business partner, um, in a, a year or so ago, and she said to me, Carmen, you know, the person who I speak to on the phone is not the same person who's who I see on LinkedIn. And at the start, I'm like, how dare she say it to me? I taught her how to use LinkedIn. Um, but the thing is, once I actually, <laughs> once I actually, um, you know, absorbed that, and then I started going, okay, well, you know, who's Carmen? Let's put Carmen on LinkedIn. Um, it's just taken off. Like I was getting good results and then it's just taken off like crazy. And so that's like because literally people get on the phone or get on a Zoom call and they know my intonation, they know my humour, they know I'm going to be informal, they they just they just know me already. You gave yourself um, to be you, to show up as you would, yeah, in a normal yeah. conversation. Yeah, and so the people who are not going to like Carmen are not going to end up on a Zoom call with me. It's like magical. And you probably wouldn't want to work with them anyway. You know, you're now attracting no. your ideal clients who are quite happy to have a giggle with Carmen on the, you know, <laughs> as part of that, which is so true. I mean, and and you know, if we put it, if we feel like we're putting on a mask, we need to take that off and then allow the real us to uh, to to shine through. We're wanting to talk, or you, you want to talk a little bit about getting some high profile people to reach out to say, look, I need to speak to you. Are there some other strategies that are around that? Would that, could that be possibly people in the media or podcast hosts that perhaps see people sharing some really awesome stuff? Are there some other things that we need to have in mind as well as we're thinking about yeah. our strategy? So I think it's as you go about your your um, LinkedIn stuff, um, just be prepared for like the unexpected goodness that can come your way. So if you continue to be yourself, continue to put content out there, continue to chat with people in the messages, then things will happen. So like yesterday, like in one day, I got two people say, can you run workshops in February for me? Wow. Two business owners who are your target market. And I'm like, twist my arm. <laughs> Um, yes, of course. Yes, I'd love to do that. So, um, like, I wasn't searching for that. I didn't have a strategy to run workshops for other people in February, um, uh, but it just happened. And so I, I evaluated the opportunity and I said yes to both of them. So, like, it's, it's just cool because things can come your way. You can have your own strategy. You can have your own objectives that you want. And then in line with that, as opportunities come, as people ask you to be on podcasts or things, you can just evaluate it. So it's like the difference between putting it out there and the intention of I want to be on a podcast or I want to do a workshop for someone else or I want to do this and and also the attraction marketing and I think the attraction marketing is so cool because when people come to you you don't need to sell yourself to them they, they're already sold 
Yeah, so, so true. So, so true. Um, now, Luke Murford, he's from Integrity Cleaning Limited. He sent a lot of questions. A lot of you have already um, answered, but um, because he's taken the time to, to send some questions through, I just wanted to give a shout out. Thank you, Luke. Um, and here are some of these questions. So he was saying here, as an SME business owner, from how many profile searches in the last 90 days is seen as a success? Is that something that they should be, you should be monitoring or what What do you have to say? So about I, I don't know, Luke. I don't know what is successful or, or how much business I get from that. I get joy when it increases. <laughs> so mine usually sits at like high 2000s up to 3000. And so I'm like, yes, it's gone up. But like whether I can track business against that or not, I'm not sure. I also get pleasure because if you've got a premium or a navigator subscription to LinkedIn, you can see who's looking at your account. And I'm like, you're a bit all right. I'll connect with you and I'll connect with you. And like, So I get to see who's looking at me um, because a lot of them um, are high profile people looking at me. And I'm like, oh, I wonder why you're checking me out. Or we went on a date three years ago. What are you checking me out for? Um, so I get a bit of joy from it. Whether it translates to business success, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Yeah, here's another, and that's great. And look, by the way, you know, um, you have just provided such awesome material here and, you know, community, particularly on LinkedIn, it's all about sharing. So if someone um, can also provide some additional, some thoughts around that, some experiences, share away, because I think one of the things that's come through from what Carmen has been saying is that it really depends on what works for you. Take what she has shared today implement it and tweak it till it till you find that something you're doing continues to work. Here's a really good question. You know, recruitment requests uh, appear to bring nothing but selling. Is it better to reject their requests? Do you accept a request if someone comes to you and, it, and asks you to connect? Do you connect with everyone, Carmen, and then kind of unfollow if it turns into a spammy. Yeah. So, um, so I've got a little algorithm for my my team. So I've said, you know, if this, like, I connect with most people, um, but there's some groups of people that I've said to the team, just just don't connect with those people. Um, but I've also got a process where the team will connect with them, and if I get a buy my SEO from me now message, my team just disconnects. So I never actually even see it. Right. That's great. So that you don't even have to worry about that. Um, about all that, I'm like, yeah, I don't even see it. Yeah, I mean, you've you've obviously got team who load your your um, posts through the day. This question yeah. that I'm sure other people will be asking too: What's the best method for preloading posts so that they post through the week? So this is obviously scheduling. If someone does yeah. not yet have a team and they're going to continue to do this on their own for a little while, would you suggest scheduling, or do you find that 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 no, so even if you schedule, so some scheduling apps will reduce your reach, but like like Emery says, I don't use them much, so I don't know that, that in detail. But um, even if you don't have a, if, even if you don't have a team, you you want likes and comments on your post in the first hour, and so you need to be contacting your neighbour and your ex boyfriend and your whatever to like and comment your post. So. Um, you, you can't do that and schedule it and ask them at the same time. So I would be posting it myself and then sending them a message with the link to it going, Anne-Marie, comment on my post, please. Yeah, fabulous. Good. Yeah. And you know what? That that actually answers one of his questions. What's the best way to encourage people to reassure your post? If you're just starting out, 
you know, your cat, your dog, you know, whatever, whoever that you know is connected. And obviously you've got to reciprocate. So you might have a group of people who said, look, we're going to support one another whilst we're 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 building the the momentum. Just come and he yeah. asked question and and we have already talked about hashtags but for someone who's going what is a hashtag uh what how would you describe what a hashtag was and how it's used on linkedin yeah so i think hashtags are uh very immaturely used on linkedin but theoretically you can follow a hashtag like hashtag business and then um you know, Anne-Marie might decide she likes business and then she's going to see business posts in her newsfeed and yours might be in it. So then there's a view that if a uh, hashtag's too big and you're still a small player, you should get a smaller hashtag. But like I said, I don't really think it's down to a science yet in LinkedIn. Like people can't even agree how many hashtags to use. So I, if, if hashtags are stressing you out, like don't even use them. Like that, that's, yeah. that's not the most important thing. Yeah. And you know what? One of my rules are break the rules. You know, if someone, if it's working for only not breaking the rules as in going against the, the um, you know, the terms and conditions of LinkedIn, don't do that because you could find yourself shut down. But as far as people saying, oh, well, you're so-and-so, you can't use that because you're not a big name yet. Whatever, you know, if it, you're providing value and um, you're going to borrow that hashtag, then borrow away. Um, tags. I don't really use tags much. Do you use tags? This is how do I save them to find them easily next time? I'm not sure if you. No, them. I just sometimes send them to my team where I'm like, oh, this person did something good. Maybe we could do something like that. Um, yeah, but I don't look at them again. I just send them to one of my team members. Yeah. Can posts in other people's events be a negative on our profile? people's events so, so your profile is to promote you so um sometimes you can uh you know you can support someone by supporting them or sharing their post or um saying amory's doing something really amazing go check her out um but that needs to be balanced like it needs to be at least 90 percent you because it's personal branding yeah. You know, I I watched this and I shared this just the other day. I see vloggers do that so well, you know, a small team of people that are really kicking goals over on YouTube. They do seem to borrow each other or, you know, collaborate. So there's this reciprocity. Mm. I actually said that word without stumbling. Don't ask me <laughs> to say it. You know, that reciprocity normally is one of those yeah. words. But, yeah. Anyway, and they do that well. And I think if you've got a shared audience, then why not? invite? that's why I love podcasting because I learned, you know, this is my vision of reading books is picking other people's brains. And because I'm the host, guess what? I get to ask the questions. <laughs> so, you know, it's a win-win all, all around. Um, as a business owner, I think you've really answered this question. You said, what sort of numbers should we be deeming acceptable and worthwhile? Likes, views and comments. Look, they are all good, but if you're not getting any business, who cares? I think really we should be monitoring by, you know, impact and influence, yes, but also, you know, are you generating ROI as in, in income and business? Yeah, so we look at leads and how hot are they? Yeah. That's exactly. all that I care about. Yeah. And obviously you need to make sure if you're not getting any engagement on your content, that could be a sign that what you're sharing is just needs to be ramped up a little bit, you know, needs to be a little bit more uh, valuable. Um, and one last question, this is so awesome, um, Carmen, and then we're going to give you an opportunity to share how people can connect and find out more about your virtual assistance um, uh, 
programs and offerings. He says, although I have good response to my videos, I've noticed a good photo produces a significant amount of likes, comments and views than a homemade video, any video. And I think you answered that before, that videos tend not to, like an image or just text works well. Is there a reason yeah. for that? Is it referred? Yes, preferred? I've got a hypothesis, but I, I don't know if it's true. Um, so uh, what I find is that videos give, I don't know, like two or three times very rough figures, two or three times more views, um, no, pictures, I mean, rather than videos. And so so on the business page, they actually give you some really good insights because they give you um, how many people have viewed your video, like have have been impacted, the impressions, I think the, the thing is, and then how many people have played it. And so when I've looked, it's about a half to a third. So my theory is, is that more people have seen your beautiful face on the start of the video, but not clicked it. So I think um, I think that's the thing because a view for a video is a watch three seconds. So mm. I still think that even if your video has got like a thousand views, that probably three thousand people have seen your face in the newsfeed. That's my mm. theory. But and if you're you starting know. off with "Hi," that's about all I've seen. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, um, yeah, so I, I love that. So, so very important. And just, yeah, sorry. They just need to see your face to go, oh, there she is again. Oh, there she is again, yeah. Is there a length of time? Obviously, I think um, the LinkedIn videos, you can't do more than 10 minutes if we're streaming live like we're doing today. We um, have gone for, for an hour. But do you keep your videos sh short and sweet under a certain time limit? Generally a minute to two minutes, but when Maureen and I do videos together, we really struggle to keep it under that. So they're usually a bit longer. But saying that, I've seen some really um, some videos with really good traction that have been longer than that. So once again, it's like as Anne Marie said, she said it, break the rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try it out. Try it out. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is great. All right, Carmen. So let me, and I'll, I'm going to actually type this up so people can read this on the screen. What is the, what, the best you are? L to go and find out more about you and what you do. Yeah, what's your URL? So um, we've spoken a lot about LinkedIn today, so I'd love for you to stalk me on LinkedIn and connect with me um, because then we can, you know, be connected and see each other's content and interact in the messages, like I said. And the other thing, if you are interested in getting a virtual assistant to be able to support you with this, then um, check us out at globalteams.com.au. We've got a unique approach. We think it's good, um, uh, where we support the business owner, we support your virtual assistant, and it's just like I'm, it's like a match made in heaven. So mm. if, if you're just thinking overwhelmed, going, I can't do this all, then go get some support. Yeah. So just again, www.globalteams.com.au. Yep. Fantastic. Yes. Good, good, good. So if if someone is just really starting to, to think, Carmen, you know what, after listening to Carmen today, I really do need to, um, you know, get out there. But, you know, video and all that is just too frightening for me. What would be one last insight that you would want to share with people today before we finish up? That. I think it's worth feeling the fear. So I have people say to me, Carmen, I couldn't possibly do what you were doing, uh, what you're doing with video. Um, I used to be so scared of people that I climbed up a tree once to avoid them. So if I can do video, so can you. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this really has been a masterclass and a half. Uh, and of course, I think we've only just really scratched the surface and 
it's all about getting into action. And if it's something that you want to implement, but you really don't have the bandwidth to be able to do that, then connect with Carmen, go and have a look at the website, globalteams.com.au and have a chat to see how she might uh, be able to support you, her and her team. Thanks once again for coming on the show. Yeah, absolute pleasure. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass.